Hello, I'm officially live. I am a little bit out of breath. I it was up to the second, but today I have a box of wine and it is a Cabernet Sauvignon as usual. I like my reds and I'm going to open it as I introduce our special guest for this evening. I'm really excited to finally talk to Derek one-on-one. Um, we, he, he's been on the podcast before. He's no stranger to the show. But talking to him one on one is our first time we've been able to do this. I'm really excited. So I'll tell you a little bit about him while I get my wine life together. And then I will have him join the chat. Uh, I'm dealing with box wine right now because uh, I'm currently in transit and not at home right now. So this one is helping me. And it's, uh, it's snowing here in Chicago. I heard um, Cheryl. Scott said that we got 32 inches of snow in the last 12 days or so. This is a new one. I haven't been able to open this one yet. Got a little nice little sprout on it though. Um, I heard we got 32 inches of snow. So this is me not leaving the house. This is my way of not leaving the house. And I haven't opened it just yet. Oh, there we go. I know you guys probably hear it. Let me get a nice size because this is, um. Derek we're talking about. <laughs> okay. There we go. Like a nice little sprout. How cute is this? Okay. So, Derek Scepter was Chicago-born and Chicago-bred, and he is currently the style and walking and stage presentation consultant for Team DQ Pageant Prep and Image. Team DQ is celebrating their 10th anniversary in the business in 2021. Congratulations, Team DQ. Having been recognized by Pageant Planet, as well as being named one of the top 15 pageant coaches by American Model and Pageant Magazine. Derek has worked with several state, national, and international title holders from various systems. And this is the most important part. You guys just pay attention. He's worked with systems including Miss World, Miss United States, Miss Black USA, Miss Latina National American Miss, Miss Globe, Miss Earth, USA Ambassador, World's Perfect and International Junior Miss. Derek began his journey in pageantry at just 19 years old. Aside from being a former Mr. U.S. Universal, he has many credits to his name as an MC, a color commentator on the red carpet at arrivals like a Miss USA and Miss Universe. He's been a judge, a pageant blogger, a choreographer, a director, and show producer. Derek is currently the national coach for the Miss Globe United States organization, where last year's national queens went on to win the international Miss Teen Globe and Miss Globe North America titles, respectively, under Derek's guidance and preparation. When not doing pageants, he loves the role of uncle to a host of nieces and nephews, enjoying live music and entertainment photography, and of course, eating sushi. So let's go ahead and raise our glasses and give a nice little toast to Derek Stuffer. Hi! Hey, hey, Greg. Thanks for having me here tonight. Of course. Cheers. Cheers. What are you oh, sipping on? Um, right now, this is um, Pink Erica Pineapple. Um, mm -hmm. Pink Erica, it's a local um, uh, liquor brand here in the Chicago area. Um, oh. She was featured on Shark Tank, and now she's expanding her brand. Um, I actually um, uh, directed her um, national advertisement last weekend here in Chicago at the Broken English Club. I, so I saw those pictures. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, um, especially when you have a, a cocktail included in, in the work uh, preparation. <laughs> <laughs> I know, of course. Oh, I am, like, out of breath there. You don't realize I, like, ran over here. I was getting my whole life together in the last like 20 minutes. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on the podcast one on one. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's my second time with you because the first time we went over the uh, the decade of pageantry, mm -hmm. so that was real interesting with Miss Canada uh, Universe. Yes, yes, and I had um, one of my pageant friends, Kiara, also on that. So yes, can go back and listen yeah. to that episode as well. That was, that was a fun. good episode. 
Mm-hmm. I actually didn't do a top 10. I should have done a top 10 of last year, but I wasn't really paying mm-hmm. attention. That could have been. No. A lot happened year. last year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this I know. little thing called COVID. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing during COVID? What was your pageant experience like last year? Um, with co- When COVID-19 hit last year, um, I had a lot of uh, clients that were preparing for pageants for 2020. Um, and then after COVID hit, uh, we had to find alternate ways to continue having getting prepared. Because like I told girls and like I told my own personal clients, um, the fact that there's a pandemic out here, let's take this negative experience and turn into a good one. Uh, you've got more time now to be prepared more than ever. And even though we're doing things virtually, um, this is a way for you to use your imagination and figure out ways to continue um, being a title holder and getting yourself ready for a competition. So I feel like now in 2021, as they're getting ready to compete, they're more polished than ever because they've had more time to get ready. You know, um, don't look at it as a negative experience. Unfortunately, what happened happened, but just take yeah. it as I've got more time to prepare myself. Because I think that when you're competing and you're on stage, when you walk off, let's say, for example, when you're doing your um, on stage question, uh, mm-hmm. if you didn't exactly nail it, you're saying to yourself, God, I wish I had more time to work with an interview coach. Well, you had a lot of time. <laughs> To get ready. Yeah, like a year at this point. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. Did you see and were a lot of your title holders already reigning before the COVID hit and they just kept their titles, their state titles? They kept their titles. Um, I think uh one thing that I did respect is that a lot of directors were giving their title holders um the choice. You know, mm-hmm. do you want to um, do you want to let this go and, and move on to, to future projects or do you want to stay on board um, right. and have an extension? Um, right. so a, lot of, a, a few of my clients um, did like a year and a half of a reign, whether <laughs> it was a state or national level, um, but it was just more work for them to do and more connections to make um, on a virtual basis. Right. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I did see a lot of title holders um, keep their titles, their state titles, mm-hmm. and that's and that were pushed back. I was actually going to compete in Illinois um, in April yeah. in a system that you formerly were a part of, the United States system. Mm-hmm. But it was canceled. It was canceled. This would be in April. It was canceled. It was, that's okay. kind of sad. Um, it was pushed back to, to summer, right? It was no at the title. Okay. So the state pageant was canceled. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And they appointed somebody for the title. Oh, everything, happens for, everything happens for a reason. That's true. That's true. And I wasn't mm-hmm. like in the best pageant mindset at that time anyway. Yeah. And I wanted to compete the state. You know, I wanted to appoint a title and go to nationals. Mm-hmm. In there. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you, can I see your, can I see the bottle? You have the bottle nearby? Um. Yeah. This is the pink Erica bottle right here. Well, I'll show you a bottle that's already, that's not open already. Shameless plug. So it comes in four different, it comes in four different flavors. So you've got mixed berry, um, pineapple, watermelon, and grape. So um, you take about one or two ounces, put it on ice, and then add your favorite mix to it. So you get about 15 cocktails in this bottle. Oh, so it's like a, it's like a liquor? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh. I gotta watch the episode of Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. Yeah, it's re- it's really delicious. Is it? Mm-hmm. I it just like it was a good time. Did you have title holders at that shoot over the weekend? Um, actually, I did. Um, you know, Alexandra Syndrome. Uh, mm-hmm. She was one of the models um, yes. during the um, during the the photo shoot, and then we also had um, a fitness competitor. Um, her name is Shannon Mackey, who's transitioning from fitness competition pageantry. So um, I, I I had her do the shoot so she can get a taste of what it's like to be a little more glamorous without <laughs> the oil and the muscles. Yeah, and yeah. a little bit less spray tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Definitely. And Mr. and the man of the world for Illinois was at the shoot also. Uh, Jamar Robinson. Yeah. He's very handsome. He's tall. He's very tall. Um, And he's just got such a great personality. Um, Male pageantry, I feel it's, um, it's making its way here in the, in the United States. It's so big everywhere else. Um, right. And I'm glad that it's coming to the forefront here because there are a lot of talented uh, gentlemen that compete. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that would be nice to see. Like, finally, cause I do know it's a big thing overseas. So I would like to see mm-hmm. it over here. And yeah. I know that I see mainly you. I see it really, I guess, in the male bodybuilding competitions. But mm-hmm. I see I see it, a lot of guys in Illinois are pursuing pageants now. Yeah, which is great. And so hopefully it can become nationwide and become just as big as they are overseas. Do you think that a lot of guys have like a hesitation about competing in a pageant? They, they do. I think, um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people have is that they feel that they're going to be placed in this box that if you compete in a pageant, um, that you're going to be considered gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like you need to look at it as um, as a, a window of opportunity if you want a career in the arts or entertainment, um, you know, the media, modeling, acting, all those things. Um, it opens up so many doors. And I think that if we can get that out of our heads, um, that straight men can compete in these competitions as well, I look at it as going on a casting call. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lineup of men that are competing to um, secure this one job. So yeah. um, definitely get away from this big misconception that you're going to be labeled um, just because you're competing in the competition. You're competing for a job. It's like a, yeah. a job interview, except you're on stage for three hours. True. Sure. You think that the same career opportunities for men with titles as opposed to like when you know, Miss America is crowned and she pretty much has like the the name of Miss America to go off mm-hmm. of. Do you think that men kind of have the same opportunity or do they have to work hard against they win a national title? Um, I think that you, right now, uh, they have to work a little bit harder only because it's not as popular as, as it is, you know? I think that when you see the Miss America crown and if you're familiar with pageantry and she walks into a room, you know who she is. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel that businesses and corporations will sponsor a female before they do a male because the men male pageants in the United States hasn't gotten to that level yet. But I think that with the yeah. right people in those leadership roles and the right title holders that will promote um, these organizations that they represent, that uh, men can get there. Yeah. I it's think just so the too. right people to be in place. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize the power of having a title period. Once you say mm-hmm. you're Mr. Handsome Miss America, people kind of like, like, oh, you are? Yeah. But you have to get right. there, you know? You, de- you definitely got to get there. You got you to pay your dues in order to have these perks, you know? I think we have a lot of, we have a lot of um, people in uh, title holder positions right now. Um, they enjoy being title holders. And then you mm-hmm. have the other batch that they are title holders, but at the same time they work. They're working. <laughs> they act like it's a job and they're employed. <laughs> right. So it's like, do you want a crown or do you want to be a title holder? Those are two totally different things. Yeah, I know you've seen it in your life because you started in, at 19, like I mentioned, and we won't say your age, but you have about two decades. <laughs> Experience. Yeah, go ahead, girl. <laughs> when you read that bio, I was like, oh my God. It's been like 23 years. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm what 43. Think, what do you think has been the biggest change in the, I guess, people who are crowned from when you started at 19, you know, in the 1900s? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. As opposed to yeah. saying 20. Yeah, my nephew Marcella says I was born in the 19th, the original OG. Wait, um, I guess I- Somebody's kids, a girl my age, she said her kids refer to 19 something as like the the late 1900s. Yeah, yeah, like, like, they, like the 1800s. Yeah, like, like they like, drove around little buddies. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it ain't that, it wasn't that far away. It feels like 10 years. That's, that's right. Like 20 years, 21 mm-hmm. years ago. I think that um, the difference that I've seen um, from when I first started 
almost 20 years ago, um, is the, the look of pageantry has changed. Um, okay. I think depending on the system, um, girls are a little bit more model-esque now. Um, they're not, so their look, their, their performance isn't very robotic. Um, mm -hmm. Now you have to understand when I started getting into pageantry, the very first pageant that I saw was Miss USA 1988. That's the one you went to or the one you watched? That, the very first one I watched. Okay. So okay. I was nine years old. Mm. And so, yeah, I was nine years old. I was up on a Saturday night. Um, my dad went to pick up my mom from work. She, she was a nurse. And I was turning through the channels because I wasn't supposed to be up at 1030. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, what is this? What are all these costumes? What, what's going on? Because when I turned right. to it, they were doing the Parade of States. So... Oh. My perception of pageantry um, comes from the old school, but then I also incorporate the new school with it, um, just so girls have an understanding of, of tradition. Um, right. That's the way that, that I coach them. So I see that um, the, the changes that I'm seeing, uh, it definitely has to do with their wardrobe, their attire, the way they, they perform on stage. All of that is def has definitely changed. Um, it was more pageantry um, back when I started, but now mm -hmm. it's like modeling and entertainment has, you know, blended in with that to make um, a title holder that can be marketable in, in different um, arenas. When you say tradition, do you mean like they were all kind of like, they had the pretty feet, the big hair? Yeah. They had the pretty feet. A lot of hair, a lot of hairstyles were very similar, um, and I think that now, when you look at the state lineups, you know, for uh, if you if you lined up every girl um, in a national competition, their looks are are very different. And I think um, individuality definitely plays a role these days. You know, back in the day, um, in the in the '90s, you would never see a title holder rocking an afro. You would never see her wearing dreadlocks. And now. I think it's a beautiful thing because um, you get to see the girl for who she is and not for who she feels that the judges think she should look. You paused for a second. I was hearing the rest of what she said. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. So, um, of course, we're going, to, we're going to, and I once mentioned this 17 minutes ago. But I do want to make mm -hmm. this episode in honor of Chelsea Smith, mm -hmm. um, who's no longer with us. He's one of my ancestors now. Yeah. Choo-choo. Yeah. Yes. I call I her choo-choo. Yeah. I want to dedicate this episode, you know, to her and in her honor. I know that was one of your mm -hmm. um, pageant friends as well. Yeah. Um, um, I met Chelsea um, at the Luxor in Las Vegas um, back in, yeah, back in 2000. 10 <laughs> and um i was checking in and um the little the velvet ropes that they have for people to line up i tripped i tripped <laughs> on the velvet rope in front of miss and, universe in front of chelsea smith and i was like oh my god i was like that's that's, that's chelsea smith right there i look i look like such a dork and um <laughs> and uh she's like honey you okay and I introduced my, and we introduced ourselves when I was like, I know who you are. Um, and long story short, we became um, really good friends. Um, and we, we stayed in contact with one another. Um, she told me that she had knew of me, but, but we hadn't met, of course. And that's when she said, why are you in the back? You need to move up front. She's like, you just got, you, you've got a little something that the industry needs. It's something different. I don't know right. what it is, but it's something. So just yeah. consider, consider coming from backstage and moving on up. And I will teach you. I will help you. I will guide you. And she started mentoring me. Really? What were you doing there? Were you press? Um, I was doing uh, red carpet interviews. Um, for Miss USA and Miss Universe, um, yeah. I had a I had a pageant blog. Um, I I would assist backstage. I would help set up stages for different competitions, 
on uh, local and state levels. Um, and then one, one day, I was uh, supposed to host a pageant. And um, I won't say which pageant it was, but the choreographer, I mean, the runway coach uh, was running late. They were two hours behind on rehearsal. And so the director of that pageant was like, you know how to walk. Can you show these girls um, how to do swimsuit? And uh, I actually have a picture on, on Facebook where I got this wrong around me and I got this look on my face like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> if they captured the look, I would have to show it to you. I'm looking like this. I don't know if they're gonna, I don't know if they're gonna pay attention to me. Right. And so I started, I started walking and one of that director's friends was a director for a pageant in Colorado. And she was like, why aren't you coaching? Why aren't you, why aren't you doing this? And so I spoke to Chelsea and she told me to um, give it a shot. And um, long story short, I started coaching immediately after that. That pageant wow. hired me for the next year too. Did they really? Yeah, so it's like being at the right place at the right time. So I'm happy that that person was late um, because it started a new career. Yeah. I'm like, One that I wasn't expecting to have, you know? Right, right. So that brings me to my next question, or what should have been my first question, I guess, is where huh? did you come from, Derek, you know? <laughs> um, I came from my mom. Um, let's see. Well, I attended the International Academy of Design and Technology um, okay. here in Chicago. Um, I studied visual communications and fashion show production. Uh, I worked in the visual department at Old Navy. Um, I was the kid that walked around with the mannequins, walking down State Street downtown, going from Old Navy to school. Um, and one, and um, one of the one of my classmates in my English composition class, uh, she was competing at Miss Illinois USA. Oh, and I went, to, I went to the pageant, I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my God, this is something that I think I could do. So I remember contacting the contestant coordinator. Um, her name was Angela. And she told me, well, you can come for a pageant weekend, you know, check it out, volunteer, help us out. And uh, that's when I just started meeting people. Um, uh, and that's how it, it, it basically took off. Um, just attending a show and just having the courage to contact the contestant coordinator. I was going through program books and, and trying to get information on who do I contact to, to do this pageant, do this pageant. And then I finally ran into someone after the show and they directed me to her. And that's basically um, how it took off. Just, yeah. um, I made a phone call. So we both kind of got our start with the Illinois USA system. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Are you going to the pageant this year at the end of March? Um, I am going to go to the pageant. Um, I have clients competing. Um, I'm, I'm getting them ready right now. Uh, okay. So I'll, I'll definitely be there. Okay. Well, you know, if they don't take home the crown, that's another system that I am now a director of and they are more welcome to. Illinois Earth. That I know. I'm excited <laughs> for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, I won't, I'll tell you later because I don't want to air out my goodness, mm -hmm. I'm really excited, so I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I went um, I went the year that Whitney was giving away her title, and okay. I, can't, I can't remember the girl who won. Um, I know how she, I can't remember her name, but- um, Whitney Wanlin? Yeah, the year she was giving away her title. Oh, okay, okay. So I went that okay. year, and it was an issue. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to go again this year down there yeah. too. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be a um, lot of fun. How many clients do you have going to USA? Illinois USA? Illinois USA, there's two. Oh, nice. There's Are they first time? Um, no, actually one competed in team. And so she's like, I need to transform from a team to a miss. Um, gotcha. And I know you're good with transformations. And so, um, <laughs> Honey, I transformed her. She don't look like a team anymore. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Don't yeah. tell me who it is. I'm gonna try to be see if I can point out the Derek people. Yeah. 
And also in full disclosure, you also coached. Did you coach? I think you. I don't even know how we officially met. I know it's been some years. I had to be in 2015, but I think you did coach me. Did you, were you not a coach? <laughs> um, I, I coached you during the the fashion hero, the the fashion yeah. show that yes, was leading yes. up to Miss Illinois United States. Okay, and then you were yeah. in charge of that pet, I think. I think that's what happened. Um, the fashion hero, yeah, I was in charge of of that that show too. Gotcha. So um, when it comes to your ex three, you know, well, I know that a lot of your girls who compete at nationals typically do very well, whether they yeah. win titles or they place. I think your resume of title holders has to be like extensive because I know a lot of girls win underneath you. What is that secret um, process? You, you know, um, I like I tell the girls, um, first and foremost, I want you to be yourself. Um, you never want to try to duplicate a performance that you saw another girl, um, another girl win from. Um, that that was, that was her recipe for success. It's not yours. Um, definitely try to stay away from all of the the pageant videos. Don't try to emulate that girl that you see in the video. Um, do not lose your individual self. Um, that's definitely one of the things that. I um, teach them the most. Um, also, I remind them that it's 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 part of this is a mental game. You yeah. know, I need you to drown out all the negativity uh, that's surrounding you right now as much as you possibly can. Um, don't listen to the naysayers, and the naysayers could be family members, they could be friends. If you know that you cannot get their support, then don't continue trying to ask for it. Um, <laughs> Next. Like, girl, don't worry about it. Like, you got me. Um, yeah. Make sure that you are giving yourself ample time to prepare for this competition. Because if you are waiting two weeks until it's time to go on stage, that's a bad idea. Yeah. You need to make sure that you are pacing yourself. Um, yeah. Another uh, key to success. Don't let your mama tell you that your walk was great. Oh my gosh, yeah, no. Because she's not going to hurt your feelings, child. You need to find someone that doesn't know you from a can of paint that's going to be very blunt and direct with you to tell you what you really need to hear in order to succeed. You may not like what they're going to say right now. Like, for example, you may not like what I'm going to tell you about your walk, but I'm telling you because you need to hear it. And by the time you get on stage and they call your name, because it's on that, that envelope, you're gonna thank yourself that you took the time to invest in coaching. Um, and another main thing, you don't have to break the bank to compete in a competition, but at the same time, you have to remember you're making an investment in your future. Um, you have to be mindful that it's going to open up so many windows of opportunity if you play your cards right. And when you look back on it, that investment that you made, whether it's in a gown, coaching, hair and makeup, photography, um, your wardrobe, you're going to get it back and then some with the opportunities that you're going to, that are going to present itself to you over the years. Right. You'll look at your resume and you'll say, you know what? Paying him was definitely <laughs> worth it because look where I am right now right right you know that's a really big deal of not letting family get in your head because you know that's been my biggest um obstacle when i compete in pageants is that a lot of my family members are just anti mm -hmm. this whole yeah. industry right you know and, I let and in I, my head. I think that a lot of it has to do with um people not being very knowledgeable about pageantry um, because it's based off what they see on television. Um, and I get so sick and tired of the toddler Tierra's um, comparison because we know that every pageant isn't like that. Um, <laughs> no disrespect. But um, I think that if you're not part of this industry, you're not going to get it. And I think that I have to, I have to remind girls, like, you know what, that's okay. Um, but at the end of the day, a girl would like the 
um, support from family and friends. And I think that she performs exceptionally when you're out there in the audience and she can see your face and she can hear your applause. You may not get the whole pageant thing, but she needs you there. You're her family. Right. You're her right. support system. Yeah, there's been a few pageants that I competed at um, where I, and I mentioned this on Clubhouse, on this pageant mm -hmm. um, Clubhouse thing. But I was like, you know, there's some pageants where I went to my family competing until that week. Like, oh, mm -hmm. hey, next weekend, be here at this time. By the way, I'm competing in a pageant. But they're not going to know, you know, my journey from the six months out because yeah. I don't need that. I don't need that energy. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that the girl needs to know when to block out that energy and when to just kind of right. like just go about your own and do it solo if you have mm -hmm. to. I mean, well, and, and some girls are blessed. Some girls are very blessed to have um, a supportive family. But then there are those that don't. And you just have to see it for what it is. Um, uh, channel all of that energy into giving a, a badass performance on stage. Yeah, and then just prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. Prove them wrong with the like, crown. Yeah, this is what I've been doing. You know, now look. <laughs> now look where I am. <laughs> How many queens do you think you have who have won titles underneath you since you started coaching officially? Um, let's see. National or state? Just girls, just girls who have won. Who have won their, their pageants? Um, roughly maybe about <laughs> 60. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Over, over, over these years. You know, I think one of the biggest, one of my biggest celebrations was um, uh, competing for two. One was uh, Miss Bikini 2018. Mm -hmm. um, Illinois had uh, never won the, the pageant. And there's two divisions. So there's Miss Bikini Model, and then there's Miss Bikini United States, because it, it has to do with age and height, um, because they want them all to compete on an equal playing field. Um, the first division came up, um, and they said it was New Hampshire and Illinois. And I'm holding on to the hair and makeup artist for dear life. Um, don't know how she got out there, um, but they called Illinois the winner. And I was in complete shock because I'm like, oh my God, we just won the national title and we've never won this before. Then the next division comes up, it's Illinois and Florida. So I'm looking at my title holder and I'm blowing her a kiss and I'm like, and then in my head, I'm like, there's no way they're gonna give Illinois two crowns in one night. Right, right. And they said the first one up is Florida. Girl, I almost fell over that, um, <laughs> I almost fell over that balcony because I was just freaking out. And <laughs> someone came from behind, I don't know who it was, um, but they picked me up off the ground and they were like oh my god you won two crowns in one night um so that was definitely um a blessing that i did not see coming uh to win two national titles in five minutes um <laughs> five minutes apart i'm like okay that that's definitely history being made um and then the second was miss united states 2015. um illinois uh uh, rarely places were, were placed in, in that pageant back in in that time. And six of the seven title holders that we had made the top 15 in their divisions. Wow. So it was, it was like, yeah. and it never happened before that Illinois, state of Illinois had done that well at a national pageant with so many divisions. Yeah. I remember so, watching yeah. that pageant. <laughs> Look at you, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, that you showed up, you know, slight work. Girl, but it, it was different back back then. I was in the front row next to the director of from Minnesota and Michigan. And they kept calling Illinois. 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 My stomach was doing somersaults. I swear I was cringing. And then Vincenza Russo, who was a former Miss Delaware United States, she was behind me. 
and she kept tapping me on my shoulder. Like, oh my God, you're doing it, you're doing it. Yeah, like um, so it was just, it was an amazing feeling to see all that hard work being paid off because there was some, there was, um, you know, some neg negativity when I was named the director for the state. Um, and it was just like turning that negative into a positive. And I'm like, I'm going to show you guys that Illinois is capable of being great. Right. And they called us every time they made a novel up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that was with um, Aubrey and Sierra. Aubrey, Sierra, Arnella, Carlin, Ashley. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And Sophia. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm so proud of you. I think a lot of people um, can see your hard work in the pageant industry. So I definitely mm -hmm. applaud you for, you know, all the hard work that you put in for these 20 years because it's not easy. And I know you have had a lot of um, obstacles that you went through personally. So yeah. definitely out better. Side. It's definitely been a roller coaster ride. You know, I think that you you are prepared for all of the, the glitz and the glamour and um, the the uh, congratulations. Um, but then there's there's those moments and those experiences where um, you are being put to the test. And I think that it takes someone who's very dedicated and loves what they do to not give up um, when the times get tough, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's no secret, I went through a very painful period in, in, in the industry. Um, and uh, I always told myself, you know, don't play a victim. You know, you're still in a position where you have to prove yourself. And to actually come out of it on the other side um, in a positive light and um, to be, to take that negative experience and realize that it catapulted my career. Um, mm. it, it catapulted it. You know, I think that there were probably some people who felt that, you know, uh, he was going to take that negative uh, experience and, and we'll never see him again. But I remember my mother at the time was battling a stage four colon cancer. And I was saying to myself, if my mother can uh, go through chemotherapy and, and fight for her life, then I'm going to make sure that I have her as an inspiration. So if she's not going to quit, I'm not going to quit. And I felt like I, I get that from her. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take this experience for what it's worth. And I'm going to show people that it's meant for me to be here. And I was just so surprised with the outpour of love and respect and phone calls and emails um, that I received from people telling me not to give up. Um, every setback is just preparing you for your comeback. And the comeback was a beast. And so I'm just thankful uh, to still be here um, in this industry. And I never thought I'd be this busy. And girls, um, you know, admiring and respecting you know, my love for this industry. Right, all right. Um, I do want to talk about the setback though, cause um, you know, my podcast is what we do. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that around, I'm not sure, you know, I know you know the details, but I know that there was like a dispute over what happened with money when it came mm -hmm. to assistant you're in charge of your director. And there was, I believe a sponsor of your, I believe who accused you of stealing money from mm -hmm. the choice award that mm -hmm. was advertised to go to a children's hospital yes um, at the time and that mm -hmm. uh, the local news stations in chicago like ambushed you at one of your events um, yeah are you able to tell us kind of what that situation was about and kind of what happened with it, it you know it's 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 funny you're like the first person to like ask me to talk about that um, and I feel that um, I'm in a position now where it's been it's been over five years, and I'm very um, I'm in a place where I can speak on it and not feel hurt by it because I overcame it. It all started because my niece Carmen, 
um, which you all see the picture of me with her in the hospital. When we both yeah. have our mask on before COVID hit, um, mm -hmm. uh, where I'm holding her hand and I meet her for the first time. Uh, mm. She she almost passed away because mm. she has the rest the respiratory um, she has respiratory issues. When um, she was a baby. So she, she, yeah, she can't breathe on her own. Wow. Uh, she was four months old at the time. And I remember being in the studio and getting a phone call from my sister saying that I have to rush, I have to rush her to this particular hospital. Um, wow. And, you know, I won't that, you know, out of respect, I, I don't want to say the name of the hospital. Um, and so in return, my sister contacted me about three days later and she's like, she's going to be okay. They saved her. They saved right. her life. So um, when it came time to give back to the community, because it's something that I felt that when I get into a, a leadership role, when I have a position, I'm in a position to do that, then I'm going to pay it forward. So right. um, I contacted that particular hospital and I told them, um, you guys don't know this, but my niece was a patient here. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to say thank you for, on behalf of my sister and my brother-in-law, um, you, you guys saved her life. Right. So I want to give back to you guys as much as I can. I don't know exactly how much I'm going to be able to provide, but I want to do something. Something is better than nothing. Right. Um, it's my first time doing a, a, a charity um, uh, to execute something for charity. So um, all the T's weren't crossed, all the I's weren't dotted. Okay. Um, but you're in a position where you learn by doing and it's human error, you make a mistake and um, they acknowledge that. And um, um, after ho hosting um, a photogenic competition, I said, well, this would be the best way for us. This is what I told the team. I said, guys, this would be the best way for us to give to that hospital. So let's see how much we, we raise, you know, how much the contestants will come up with. And mm -hmm. although People's Choice and, and Miss Photogenic, a lot of directors, you know, from me asking, me contacting other directors, they're like, well, we, we use that as a security blanket, you know, emergency money, you know, in case we, we lose a sponsor or we encounter late fees or we go overtime in our venues and they bill us $500 um, or if we lose contestants and our budget shifts. Right. Um, so that's what we did. And so I said, okay, um, we're going to have the security blanket and then anything left over, let's give it to them in honor of my niece. And I, I want it in her name because they saved her life. Um, yeah. My intentions were from the bottom of my heart, you know? I was not required to do that. It's nowhere in the contract that says that I have to um, hold, a, hold anything for charity because um, that pageant, that pageant is for profit. Uh, it's, not, it's not a nonprofit organization. So right. when, you, when you see this ambush on television, um, and it's being advertised as a nonprofit charity pageant. I'm like, where did you guys get that from? <laughs> where did y'all yeah. get that from? Because my director contract says that I owe that organization $10,000. I have right. to pay $1,000 each girl to walk on stage. Who wow. told you this pageant was uh, charity? So every time I look at that clip, I give it the eye roll. And I'm like, um, this sponsor was so upset that I no longer wanted to do business due to so much drama, um, because I didn't want a drama-filled organization, that my intentions were totally twisted mm -hmm. to make me look as if I was this evil individual that was out for money. Right. Being, you know, being told that I ran off with forty thousand dollars. 
40,000 and I have 24 contestants. I owe the national office a thousand per delegate and my venue cost me $17,000. After the pageant, I made $433. Oh my gosh. Four hundred and thirty-three. So, when the Illinois Attorney General um, audited me to two thousand twelve, they looked at the records and said, "Okay, we looked at his tax documents. We looked at uh, we contacted the Pernicus Center for the receipts. Um, we contacted the National Office." Um, we have no reason to believe that anything was being done malicious or um, or that he um, or there's a paper trail of him living his lavish lifestyle. We have no reason to believe that any funds were misappropriated. Yeah. And just sitting there in that boardroom with the other attorneys um, and the sheriff that ambushed my pageant who apologized to me in that boardroom. Wow. He came to me and he said, I just want to apologize to you. He's like, now that we know what we know, I feel terrible for interrupting your event. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And these are things that the public did not see. Yeah. The public did not see that. Um, there, was never, um, there was never a trial. No one was arrested. No one was charged with um, any any um, wrongdoing. Mm. We sat down and we came to an agreement on what we felt was fair um, for me to donate. And it was blown out of proportion, totally blown out of proportion. And I think that if, if people could take the time out to listen and hear both sides of the story because that, that segment on that news channel was one-sided. Yeah. It was one-sided. No one heard me out. No one. And so it felt I felt vindicated sitting in that boardroom when they told me that the Illinois Attorney General um, was not filing any charges because she found nothing right. that showed that I was not respecting my position. Right. So, so that's the question. oh, go ahead. How much, how no, much did you, how much did you sorry? donate? How much did you donate? How much were you we came, we came to an agreement that 2,900 was, um, 2,900 was um, acceptable. Not 40,000. <laughs> And it, 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 it saddens me that people actually believed that a first year director for a state pageant banked 40 grand. Right. Yeah, I feel like that'd be hard to understand, like that you even had 40 grand left over to bank. Right. Which we did not. Right. You know, we lost six contestants. At four hundred dollars a pop, that's twenty four hundred already gone. Mm. Crowns and sashes, security, insurance, city tax, state tax, directorship fees, fees for the contestants to stand on stage. A seventeen thousand dollar bill for pageant weekend. Just I made nothing just to have it at the Copernicus Center for those three days. Wow. We, I make nothing. $433 for nine months of work. But I did it because I love what I do. And I look at the big picture. Like, Derek, you're not going to make anything this year. But just imagine, put on an amazing show. Go over. Go over budget. Mm -hmm. Make it so spectacular that that number next year is going to double. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. And I think that's the saddest part because it was your dream to put on a show like that. Girl, you know I was extra with it. I had Ivana come in from Texas and I had a dance group at the end of the pageant, um, $2,000 lighting. Um, but it's like I looked at it as an investment in the future 
um, of that state pageant. And I didn't get to experience that. And I think that's the one thing that hurts me the most. And seeing all of you girls on that stage that night during the opening number, when you guys came in for the, um, the, uh, the evening gown with your escorts, um, if you can hear it in my voice when I'm saying all of your names, I'm choked up wow. because I'm looking at it like these are my babies. And now they're going to go on stage. It's like you were all getting married at the same time. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, I'm giving them away. <laughs> I'm really not. So I think that people have to put themselves in that position. Um, when you're in a leadership role, there are a lot of things that you don't want girls to worry about. You know, right. they don't see directors and coaches that are, they don't see you up at one o'clock in the morning in the kitchen pacing back and forth because you just lost a, you just lost a sponsor. Mm. Um, they don't see you trying to figure out how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? When these contestants have dropped out, they don't okay. see you um, at 3 a.m. You know, not being able to sleep, just sitting up in the living room. Like, how am I going to pull this off? Mm -hmm. um, there's so much that directors go through. And I think that if people saw you in action 24 seven, and not just what they see on social media or what they see during the pageant, there will be a newfound respect for people in leadership roles because okay. I was new, I was new to directorship, you know? Okay. I basically had to teach myself. I had no guidance. So it was like I was learning and making errors at the same time. Right. Um, and putting my trust in people that I you know, should not have. But when I look at it now and where I am, I'm thankful that I encountered those ne that negative energy because um, it just made me more wiser in, in what I do these days. Yeah. Um, made me more popular too. <laughs> I she do enough. Yeah, I definitely did feel bad for you. Um, and then, like I said, full disclosure, I competed in that pageant that you're talking about. Um, I felt bad for you afterwards. That's kind of when a lot of things happened. And I mm -hmm. just, like, you know, I heard it for you. Because as a journalist and as a pageant competitor, then I have, like, the the perspective of being a journalist mm -hmm. and understanding the bombardment. Um, and I also understand, like, well, not, I'm a contestant usually. Now I'm a director. And yeah. you're giving me, like, yeah. nightmares <laughs> about what I'm going to have to go through. But just seeing you... Um, Hurt. I, there's nothing I can actually do. But yeah. as a journalist, it was just tough watching because I'm just like, that's not how you. That's not good journalism to me. Bombarding someone in such a way with when you don't have all the facts laid out, and then they never mm -hmm. did a follow up piece as well, which is like yeah. um, a way of saying I'm sorry, you know. And I, I hated watching that for you, and I hated that um, mm -hmm. that you went through that. And I'm glad to see that you are on the other side of it. Yeah, I mean, I look at it now, and I'm just like, wow. You know, I remember my mom watching it. I didn't watch it when it aired. I remember my mom calling me and she was crying. Yeah. And I'm just like, and it made me feel so bad because I'm like, my mom's fighting for her life. And then she has to see her son going through that. And it was just like, mom, just turn off the television. Just turn it off. You know, yeah. and she's like, they're lucky I'm not, they're lucky I'm getting chemotherapy right now. And it just hurts because it's like your mom's fighting for her life and she had to see that. So, yeah, you know, that's tough. That's tough. Right. Well, go ahead. But look, but look, look where we are now. Take a step for the past. It's on the past. Yep. <laughs> it's in the rear view mirror and look, look, look where, look where it's gotten me. So I'm just mm -hmm. thankful that I, I, I hanged in there. And my mom was my biggest, you know, supporter and inspiration. So. I still do what I do what I'm doing today for mama. I love that. I really do love that. Um, I know you have a birthday coming up too. Was was your mom's birthday and your birthday around the same time? I feel like my mom my mom's birthday is March 14th. Oh, um then mine's April 3rd. Then mine's April 3rd, yeah. So um my mom's no longer with us, but um, you know, I made a vow to her 
that I'd all, I'll always celebrate. Um, always celebrate her life. So last year, I, I actually put on a, a party. I had to, I was extra with it. And, of you know, I had a purple stage and performers. Um, and then COVID hit that day. Oh, the day yes. Of the, the day of the event. Um, yes. So yes. one thing that I'm doing now um, that, I, that, that I have this platform um, is that I'm, I'm trying to incorporate um, an annual event uh, called Purple Rain because purple is my mom's favorite color and rain is R-E-I-G-N. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, related to pageantry. So um, it's definitely going to be a celebration of life. Um, and, you know, I want to get, you know, children who have um, lost their parents prematurely to to cancer, you know, all forms of cancer. And um, I'm still brainstorming on everything that I want to do with it. But okay. um, I definitely want to give back to these kids to let them know that I've, I've been in your shoes. I've watched a parent die from this. Um, and you're not alone. Oh. Well, let me know if you um, need any help from me or if I can do anything to assist in that journey. I'd love oh, to be a part of it. Yeah, I'll call you. You know that. <laughs> you're always a face message away. So I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to, um, I guess, pageantry today, what are uh-huh. some of your endeavors and current title holders and systems that you are in charge of? Um, well, uh, right now I'm, I'm the national coach for the Miss Globe United States organization. Um, and Martina Myers, who was Miss Teen Globe United States, she went on to become um, Miss Teen Globe. So she won the international title. Yes. And then Brittany Simmons, who was Miss Globe United States, she won the continental title for Miss Globe um, North America. My endeavors for that pageant is to continue snacking, snagging the international crowns. Um, uh, I would uh, love to have a back-to-back. We have an amazing team of directors and um, the national director, Catherine Sisko, lives here in Chicago. Um, She's absolutely amazing. Um, So that's definitely um, one of my goals. Um, Something else that I want to do, um, I always look back at the way Chelsea Smith and Kyle Haggerty um, were very instrumental in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just waiting for that next uh, little black boy that's at home with the door closed because he doesn't want his family knowing that he likes patents. So, you know, he's pretending he's doing his homework like me when he's actually watching Miss USA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for him to come along so I can mentor him. Um, mm-hmm. But that's any any young man or, or, or girl. I definitely um I I look at myself, you know, at, at being a director and, and being a coach, um, that I see both sides and I totally get it. Um so I look at myself as a mentor to all the guys and girls that I work with right now. But there's that de- I would definitely love to be in a position where someone comes along and, you know, they 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 become like my sidekick and I teach them everything that I learned and, and pass it on because I think that that's how we need to be. Um, every master was once a student. So um, <laughs> not that I'm calling myself a master yet, Kyle. Um, but um, I think that we have to remember that what you've learned, pass it on. Right. Um, and, and, and just keep it going. And that's how you know, you create success. And so it, it would feel good if I see someone um, just doing their absolute best in excelling in this industry and knowing that I, I played a role in it the same way they played a role in, 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 in mine because I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for Kyle and Chelsea and so many other people in the industry that I absolutely admire and respect. And those people know who they are. Um, you know, it, it, it takes a team to reach a level of success. Um, and you have to always have respect for those people that pave the way for you to get to where you are. So I can't wait till the day comes where I can sit back in the audience and see someone as a director or an owner of a pageant and knowing that I played a role in that when they were 19 years old. Well, I'm not 19, but you can definitely give me some <laughs> 
I'm one phone call, one Zoom away. Okay, I got it. Thank you. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Um, I was going to ask you, too, since you mentioned Kyle Haggerty, I know mm -hmm. that he, you said you, he did play a very instrumental part of yeah. mentoring you. Can you tell us a little bit more for those who are um, watching, don't know, aren't familiar with who he is, kind of who um, he is and kind of what in your life? 